Welcome to this episode of the Between the Dream Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr., reporting to you live from the Workhorse HQ. Listen, I'm so excited to be with you all today. Before we get started with today's conversation, I want to say thank you and give a quick shout out to those who might be here for the first time, or maybe it's one of your first time here tuning into the podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I ask that you subscribe on whatever platform you might be listening on and make sure that you share the good word of the Between the Dream podcast as well. For my returning members, my dream team, those that have been with me at some point throughout this over the last three years, thank you for your continued support of the podcast. And I want to let you know how valued and appreciated you are because this podcast would not be possible without your support. With that being said, I want to go ahead and make sure that we all are staying connected. So follow me, Instagram, Jr. Facebook, LinkedIn, Richard L. Taylor Jr. Twitter is at Truly Taylor Made. And of course, my website is richardtaylorjr.com. There you will be able to find out more about me, my work, all of my books, products, and everything else. With that being said, we've got all of our little house order things out of the way. I want to jump into today's conversation, which is going to actually lead us throughout this entire week. Um, I want to continue to dive deeper into this new book that I'm getting ready to release, The 31 Days of Power, A Simplified Approach to Everyday Mental Health. But in order to do that with this conversation that I want to bring forth this week about addressing our toxic traits and how we can start to eradicate toxicity out of our own lives for our betterment, for our good and for the good of those around us. One of the things that I am realizing is that we've got to be sure or I need to make sure that I'm being sure and careful and um, just letting you all know that as we have these conversations around mental health, it's not a doom and gloom. And a lot of times it can feel like it. A lot of times it's approached as such. And I don't want that to be a thing here, right? So as we dive deeper into more specific conversations around depression, anxiety, suicide, and everything else, it doesn't have to be a doom and gloom. And I want to make sure that we get that understanding. So today's conversation is going to be very simple, very quick, and very effective. And that is going to focus around the fact that Like I said, having a mental health is not a bad thing, right? I know for many of us growing up, we've dealt with stigmas. We've dealt with a lot of different things within our own families, within our communities, within our upbringing, right? That have caused us to either be quiet about the fact that we've dealt with struggle or that when we hear people talk about struggles, when we hear people talk about or reference their mental health now, one of the big things is that we can err on the side of being quiet and struggling in silence because of the fact that we're too afraid to open up, but we're afraid to open up not because we don't want the help or not because we don't think we need the help, but simply because of the weight of the stigmas, right? And in being able to destigmatize, you know, a lot of these conversations and components around our mental health, understanding that just because we decide to speak up, Just because we decide to talk about it, here's the kick. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you any less than, right? It actually makes you stronger for being willing to take the necessary steps to heal 100% so that you can live the second half of your life more fruitful in a thriving environment, in a thriving space. And I just want this to be the thing that we walk away with today. So that is what our conversation is going to focus around. And then I think in doing that, we can really have a more intentional conversation conversation around addressing our toxic traits and getting a chance to really learn us, right? Because even with that, it doesn't have to be ugly. It doesn't have to be filled with condemnation, right? And so a few quick things that I just think are so important for us as we continue to dive into this realm of our mental health is I want to encourage you all to start dealing with the stigmas that have come up 
when it comes to things that you have been taught, right? I had a conversation recently with a friend of mine and we were talking about some of the things that we've learned growing up. I actually referenced this a lot in my third book, Love Between My Scars, where many times what we tend to see are these stigmas that are brought up and sometimes they kind of fall along the lines of um, the presentation that we've got to put forward, the mask that we have to wear, for some communities that I've worked with, um, whether it be from the form of class or race, um, it might be a conversation of, oh, we, we don't have time to deal with this, whether that be depression or suicidal thoughts or anxiety or bipolar disorder, whatever the mental and emotional issue or struggle might be, there's usually some kind of um, wall there that exists from a standpoint of, how we have got to present ourselves in order for, whether it's our neighbors, friends, other family members who like to gossip, whatever it might be, we've got to put on this facade that says that we've got it together. And I'm here to let you know that it's time to break this stigma and this idea, this farsity that is um, this notion that we've got it all together, that we can't open up, that if we do we will be deemed as weak or that we will somehow be categorized and casted out. And I don't want you to to allow this type of teaching to hinder you in your adult life, your young adult life, wherever you might be, into thinking that now this is how you've got to live. And in doing that, you're doing yourself a disservice, right? So first and foremost, we've got to start breaking the this, this stigma around bad teaching and around a lot of this stuff that's been put out. The next thing I want to encourage you all to do, because we, as we're talking about family, I want to encourage you all to kind of check some of the conversations that have happened amongst those closest to you. And the reason why I say this is because I've had this happen myself and many that I've worked with have had this happen. Sometimes growing up, whether it was with parents, guardians, whoever looked over us or out for us, um, older siblings, whatever the case might be, there were a lot of things that we were taught around conversations of mental health that were taught from a good space or with good intention, but that just simply were not true. Right. And so this is not to say that your family members are wrong or bogus, but it is to say that what I've noticed, even working things out with my parents in the past, as we've had conversations around my mental health when I was growing up and other individuals that I've been able to work with clients from around the country, is that in those moments, people were literally trying to give us what they could. They were giving us the best of what they knew, but they weren't really educated. They weren't really aware. They didn't have proper knowledge. And because of this, they were literally spewing out and giving what they thought would help in the moment. Because if we're being honest, they weren't privy. And that's not their fault per se. But at the same time, I know a lot of times we can hold strife and anger towards those individuals who were our parents or our guardians and we can be upset with how mental health and how our struggles were either presented to us or represented to us in a way to where we felt like we were crazy because we weren't being heard or we just had to sweep it under the rug and struggle in silence and we were like a ticking time bomb waiting to explode. Whatever it is for you, I wanna let you know two things here. First and foremost, take some time to reconsider that the individuals that you were going to in that time to seek out help, maybe they just weren't equipped enough to help you and they tried to give what they could. And then the second thing is to show grace, understanding that even though you can't go back to change that part, 
what you can do is move forward being able to kind of pull myth and truth apart in the different things that you were taught like i said good intention just bad teaching bad theology whatever it might be individuals that i've worked with on the in the ministry realm around churches that has been a big conversation right pat and i'm going to talk about this actually in another podcast because this is a chapter in the book where i do talk about um faith and mental health but i just want to dive into it briefly with that because this is something that i hear a lot when it comes to the side of our religion our background and, and our faith and our belief system many times we were um uh, to a degree i guess you can say muzzled in those conversations because bad theology was at the forefront and we couldn't truly seek out the healing that we needed because once again healing wasn't possible in those spaces because education wasn't there it was ignorance being spewed out it was a person's lack of understanding i'm not gonna say misunderstanding but lack of understanding right all of these things play a huge part in that so i want to encourage you to show some grace when it comes to the fact that hey i can't change this and maybe i need to look at this from a different realm because whomever this was that said to me said this to me in that time that that tried to give me this little bit maybe they were doing the best that they could with what they had and even though that wasn't much right and then finally i want to encourage you all to really get out of the mold of feeling like you have got to continue to um, play a part, play a role, wear a mask, wear a facade in this, right? Because of the fact that it's not bad to express, to open up, to have dialogue around your mental health, mental health of those that are closest to you, what you've got to understand is that you've got to be able to eradicate the mask, take it off, steer clear from it, don't allow it to control you, and in this, start being you. Last week, we talked about honesty being a major key to our healing, right? In order for us to get to that point of healing, we got to be honest, right? And you are not going to be 100% honest while you're still wearing a mask, trying to make it seem like you, one, either have it all together, or two, maybe it's that pride and ego portion that we talked about before. So with that being said, hey, now is a better time than ever. And you might push back and say, Richard, but what about the people that will judge me? What about the individuals that might have something to say about my life or about my being and my person? I'm here to let you know that none of us are perfect, right? Just because somebody can easily judge your struggle because they haven't been triggered in the right manner doesn't mean that they don't have triggers that can push them to the limits as well, right? So I'm saying this to say that nobody has space to ridicule, to judge, um, and, and talk about because the reality is, is that once again, what did I say at the top of the book and the top of this year? We all have a mental health and because we all have it, we all have a responsibility to check ourselves, to check our mental health. And then, of course, the prayer and the hope is that it leads to empathy so that we can learn to be better in community with one another. It is not our job to ridicule the next person when they share in vulnerable moments, right? Because that's where this false ideation of weakness comes in. It really comes from the ridicule and the lack of, uh, of education once mouths are open from individuals who are on the receiving end of somebody else's issue, right? And so I just wanna encourage you, like, look, do not use this as an opportunity to abuse your power and someone else's vulnerability as they share, right? But, but rather to say, 
be better and allow this to be an opportunity to one empathize and two grow in community with these individuals because you never know what you have that might make a difference in their lives and then of course too god forbid you ever found yourself in a struggle you never know what you go through that somebody else might be able to empathize and help you with that's my message for you all today listen if you felt like this was helpful in any way make sure you share this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on make sure to tag me in it at richard taylor i'm sorry richard dot taylor jr on instagram Facebook and LinkedIn, Richard L. Taylor Jr. at Truly Taylor Made on Twitter. Share it, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and everywhere else podcasts. And I can't forget the Anchor app as well. Make sure you're sharing it with your friends, right? We need to continue to push this message out, right? And finding our power as we move not only through the 31 days of this book, but I believe in the full 365 that we have for 2021 and in life beyond, right? The years might change, the day might change, but this info, this content is going to be priceless and timeless when it comes to the fact that mental health will always be here. It's our job to understand it, learn it, and figure out how to manage ours for the betterment of the duration of our lives. With that being said, thank you all so much for tuning in today. As always, you're not losing in life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream. Talk to you all soon.